Welcome to the Our Safe Harbor Church podcast. Here you can listen to our Sunday sermon, Monday morning message, and midweek Bible study. We hope you will consider subscribing, sharing, leaving a review, but please be sure to check out our website at www.OurSafeHarbor.com to learn more about us and find ways to get involved. Our Safe Harbor Church, we are with you wherever you are. welcome. We have a a story to look at today. question came in about the Tower of Babel. And if you don't know the story, it's in Genesis 11, just the first nine verses. Um, The story goes that all of the earth had one language and they, they used the same words. And then they migrated from the east somewhere and they came upon the plain of Shinar and they, they settled there. And they said, let us, this is a reversal, by the way, of Genesis 6. In Genesis 6, the sons of God try to break through and come to earth. Well, here, and it's, this is intentional, the story is that the people of earth are going to try to break through to get into heaven, to, uh, to storm the gates of heaven, perhaps, or or to become, you know, go to war with heaven, become as powerful as, as heaven. There's a reason for all this. All right, so they come here and they start building and uh, the, the phrase Tower of Babel is not actually found here. Instead, it is always the city and the tower, the city and the tower. Well, the plain of Shinar uh, does exist and it does exist in a place that we know well. It's modern day Iraq but it used to be called Babylonia, and Babel was the city. And yes, uh, this is where we get the use of the word to babble, spelled differently, but to babble is to speak meaningless words. All right, so what's going on here? Well, this particular story was almost certainly written by people who were in Babylonian captivity. I know some of you right now are going, wait, Moses was never in Babylonian captivity. Moses, although given credit for writing the Pentateuch, the first five books of the Bible, there are so many reasons to believe that he wrote some things, but other things were collected and edited later. There's the documentary hypothesis, which as soon as I say that, some people will throw switches in their head and run from the room. And and I understand why because there have been a lot of nonsense taught in that hypothesis. For example, this particular passage uh, is argued between three different groups. Um, there's, there's supposed to have been four different writing groups for the Pentateuch. And there are experts that are championing that this is a Yahweh, uh, that their, their group or the pre-Yahweh. I know it gets very, very silly. But the fact is that this story is in this book at this place for a particular reason. The people of Israel being captive by the Babylonians have a story to tell about the Babylonians. And that's really what this is about. It's not about really um, some etymological, this is where all of the languages come from. I know that's what it looks like at first, but did you read Genesis 10? just one chapter sooner. What does it say? 
Well, it talks about that the Israelites had spread across the world. In fact, they were in 70 nations. Now, if you're wondering, why does everything in the Bible happen with an even number? It's because they use numbers, not in Western fashion, to indicate an exact amount, but rather in a Semitic Middle Eastern tradition, very, very common in literature of all places during that time. Uh, the numbers are to make a point. They're not being dishonest. They are using numbers the way they used numbers. And 70 meant everywhere, complete. So in chapter 10, they'd already gone everywhere and they were already everywhere in their nations. And read chapter 10, they had their own languages. They had their own words. So what's going on here? By the way, this story is not uncommon. We find it uh, in uh, mythological literature all over the world. And we find reports of it. For example, when the Spanish invaded Central America and that, that horrible bloody conquest and the conquistadores, there was a, um, a, a priest who met, let me see if I can find this real quick for you. Um, he found, yeah, there, there he is. Uh, it was a Dominican friar, Diego Duran, and he, in his writings, said he found a hundred-year-old priest. Once again, probably not an exact number, but we didn't use exact numbers a lot, even back then in his, his writing time of the late 1500s. said he found a priest there, and he pointed to the great pyramid of um, Cholula, uh, or Cholula, I don't know how... Sorry guys, I don't know how to pronounce the name. Uh, and said that that had been built by an ancient people who were giants, who were trying to reach heaven for reasons that really weren't um, elucidated. Uh, they weren't stated plainly. However, same thing happened. God saw that they were getting close. He got angry. He came down. He scattered the people, destroyed the, the inhabitants in the tower. Um, it's not related in, Mex in that Mexico myth to a confusion of languages or a great flood, but uh, this type of tower and the storming of heaven or the climbing up to heaven to talk to the gods, that's a very, very common story. So what's going on here? Well, here most likely is a, um, a anti-Babylon story. Um, he's not trying, the writer is not trying to confuse anybody. He's just trying to get your attention. Nine verse interlude, this, they all come together. The Babylonians are the bad people. They're the people who don't know God. They're the people who dared to sack the temple. They are the people who dared to kill the royal line and then to um, capture and butcher many other royal line people or mutilate them like, like, um, like Daniel was mutilated and then enslave and drive off the people. So you know, anybody that would do that to Israel uh, <clears throat> must be an enemy of God, must be not smart enough to know that Yahweh is Yahweh. He is the one true God. So they tell this story um, about how the Babylonians tried to climb to, to heaven 
And to them, that's exactly what a ziggurat looks like. <clears throat> a ziggurat is a stepped pyramid, not sharp edged like those in Egypt. But, and, well, actually you have some stepped ones in Egypt as well. But, you know, smaller platforms, like different hat boxes all the way up. And they were built so that the priest could climb to the very top and commune with the gods. And so this climbing up into heaven, that fits very, very perfectly. This stairway to heaven, yeah, it's actually mentioned a few times uh, in, in scripture. Uh, think of uh, Jacob's dream, for example. But it was, um, it was a, an attack on the Babylonians' arrogance that they thought they could reach up to heaven. And again, it's a reversal of the sons of God in chapter six coming down and mating with the children of, of men, the daughters of men. And the confusion of languages is based upon a pun. The Hebrew people, uh, in fact, most Semitic people to this day, and most Middle Eastern people, uh, Persians as well as Arabs and Jews, use puns extensively. Uh, they don't have th some of the humor forms that we have. Uh, to be fair, we don't have some that they had. Instead, they use elaborate puns and elaborate, um, you know, it's kind of like the old country song back from when? The 40s, the 50s? The, uh, may the bird of paradise fly up your nose. You know, may an elephant crush you with his toes. In English, we just grab a whole bunch of Anglo-Saxon words and put them together with other pre-Germanic pre and Germanic terms and a few Celtic terms, and we end up saying the F word every three seconds, or we have a bunch of other curse words. Well, over there, to curse somebody, you actually had to do the work. <laughs> you couldn't just say, you know, to hell with you or any of the others that were rougher. You would have to say, may God do this to you and upon your children, and, and it's really elaborate. All right, so Babel is a town and therefore we're going to use another word which very similar in Hebrew to the word for the city Babel, which means to confuse. And so the Jewish people are here as the people of God. They are here as the chosen of God, but the Babylonians are just confusing things. They are, in fact, a lot of people in Israel, once they go to Babylon uh, as prisoners, will never return. And therefore, they will actually become enculturated and lose their tongue and gain another tongue. And then they will be scattered. They will be lost to the Israelite people. And therefore, you know, chapters 10 and 11 give us two different explanations for why people are spread out around the world. Um, chapter and chapter 10, the list of nations shows they're already spreading, which is what they're supposed to do. People were supposed to spread. Look at chapter 9, verses 1 and verse 7. They were supposed to spread, but they weren't supposed to spread in arrogance, thinking they could storm the gates of heaven, and they weren't supposed to spread by people who are not God's people, taking God's people out of their language, out of their culture, and confusing their tongues so that they can no longer work together with their brothers and sisters. I hope this helps. It's a very simple story that made a very simple point to the people who read it back then. 
to people who literalize everything in scripture. They go around trying to find the Tower of Babel and the set, and it's just, that's not the point. Remember to keep the point of the story the point of the story and allow the story to be a story. And so we have a contrast. Chapter nine, God tells his people, you scatter, you move all over the earth. Chapter 10, they've done so, 70 nations, which means they've completely filled the earth. Remember that. Anytime scripture talks about we went to the whole of the earth and we filled the earth, it means the, the area they knew. Paul talked about during his lifetime that the word of Christ had gone out to the ends of the world. Guarantee you, it had not made it down to modern day uh, Zambia or Uganda. It had not made its way to, to India. It would shortly, uh, it seems, but not yet. And it certainly didn't make its way to China or Siberia or to anywhere in what we call the new world, the Western hemisphere. But Paul was not lying. It was in all of the world that he knew and understood as the world. And the same here. So it confused the languages. It really tried to mess up Israel, but Yahweh has chosen Israel, which by the way, I believe. I believe Yahweh chose Israel. Uh, and, and the word Israel means those who wrestle with God. And if you read the rest of Genesis and the rest of the Old Testament, guess what you're going to find? A whole people wrestling with God. And I like that picture, I really do. Because even today we wrestle with God because Jesus comes and he is the express image of God, the exact representation of God, Hebrews 1, read it. And yet even today, we confuse the language and make it seem like God just sent Jesus to do some good stuff. And now he sent the other apostles and churches to organize, tell you what to believe, what your money has to go to. And so it's confused things. And that's one of the reasons why our safe harbor sticks just to the words of Christ, and to the stories of Christ. And we read the rest of scripture, I believe properly, as people wrestling with the reality of God and what that means in a wide variety of cultures, eras, and, and times of a calendar that go so fast today, we wonder what use is God? Oh, he's been here before. He can work with us if we walk with him. So don't confuse your language. As the Bible says, speak when you speak, speak as the oracles of God. Let your speech be seasoned with salt. You know, it, it, we're, talk, we're told about our speech quite a bit. Let your yes be yes and your no be no. Don't let your words become confusing. Speak like Jesus, walk like Jesus, act like Jesus. And you won't be stuck on the field of Shinar not being able to understand each other because, oh, you're just a bunch of babblers. All right? All right, that may, you may have uh, questions after that, but if you do, fire them off. Send them in to me at patrick at oursafeharbor.com. We love and we appreciate all of you. And those of you that are giving are helping us do this. I was asked this this last week. This is being recorded, you will see it later. But this last week, how in the world are you funding this? This is going all over the world. Well, um, we don't have a big bank account. We're funding it because people who watch are firing off five, 10, 20, $100. And it's just enough to keep us going. Not enough for us to, to sit back and relax a while, 
but we appreciate that. And besides, maybe if we had too much, we'd get lazy, you know? So let's keep our, street, our speech straight. Let's support each other. God bless you. If you want me to come see you and your house churches or your members or some, if anywhere, let us know. Send it an email. Uh, we'll try to find some people around there and I'll get out there. All right. God bless. Cheers.